You're listening to DraftKings Network. This is Allison Lucan, and we are welcoming you to the first ever episode of Too Many Men. Who else is here? Shana, say hi. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) You tell me what to do. I listen. Sarah, say hello. Hello. I would like to formally introduce noted insider Shana to the podcast. That's right. (laughs) Shana Goldman, Sarah Sivian, two awesome women. Um, We're just so excited to have time to come together, share what's on our minds, share what we're thinking, um, and have fun along the way. We came up with this name because it was Sarah's idea. Sarah, what's behind Too Many Men? I'm so mad at them for making me explain something. Um, <laughs> I guess I thought about it one day where I'm just like, well, obviously it's the penalty. I think I tweeted it like, oh, too many men called on Pittsburgh or something. And then somebody responded, like some Twitter troll was like, you would say that, you sexist. I'm sexist <laughs> against men, apparently. So I was like, you know what? If I ever had a podcast, I'm going to name it Too Many Men, and it's going to be all women in hockey. And the rest is now history. I can't believe I actually have a podcast. Now, like, I've talked about it so many times, and it's finally here. So shout out to these two for agreeing to do this with me. <laughs> awesome. And shout out to Shana for getting all our branding in place and all that good stuff. Yay. Of course. Yeah, She's the goal. At least we... We got a, if you go on Twitter and follow at Allison, uh, Alyssa tweeting, you can see um, she created everything for us because my original sketches were so god awful. They will never see the light of day. (laughs) They were brilliant. Also so cool. She's so cool. Follow her for sure. So cool. So we had some thoughts when we started coming up with this and in our ever living brilliance, the first thing we were (laughs) sure we were going to talk about was how boring the trade deadline was going to be. Ladies, how did we do with that take? Yeah, not, well, not very well. <laughs> One emergency backup goalie, two completely new goaltenders, two new defensemen, and a new forward later for the Hurricanes, and I think I'm eating my words on that one. <laughs> I thought for sure it'd be boring when all the trades happened the week before with the defensemen. I was like, oh, we're, we're screwed. Nothing's going to happen. The free agent, you know, the market... Doesn't look great, and uh, no, I I was wrong. Well, I didn't think that there was going to be that much movement, period. I didn't think there was going to be that much stuff that would happen. But, I mean, shows what I know. Sarah, what surprised you the most, other than the entirely new roster that is now playing in Carolina? (laughs) Biggest surprise. Um, Robin Leonard to Vegas. It's just kind of like, your band's pretty good. I don't know if that... I didn't see that as a necessity. I'm like, is Marc-Andre Fleury going to be upset? Um, That's just kind of a weird situation to me. What do you guys think? I think it's kind of interesting that uh, Pittsburgh reacquired Connor Sherry. Like, I I didn't see that one coming at all. And I feel like we probably all have talked enough shit about the Blackhawks and constantly dipping back into players that they won with. And I, I just didn't see that one coming. And then you look at what Sherry did in Buffalo, and, you know, obviously they're confident in what he did in Pittsburgh, but definitely surprised me to see them go for him. Well, can we talk about the fact that Wayne Simmons waived his no-move clause to go to Buffalo? I, 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 
I don't I don't understand <laughs> anything about that trade because the way that Buffalo put conditions they have conditions for if they make the playoffs. I understand no one's confident in the Leafs and like I just made this about the Leafs, but whatever. Oh, <laughs> I, already. Yeah, already. But um like I I don't if Florida did that and you know they're two points behind Toronto for a spot in the Atlantic. I'm like, okay, but you're six points out, Buffalo. You you've had a pretty terrible season after your good start, and then you had two good games, so you're going for a right now player. <laughs> you went for two one good, good player. I honestly Wayne Simmons at this point is probably just like, F me up, fam. Like, I'm going everywhere every day. Just I'm, I'll accept it. And, I mean, I got to love that out of him. But, um, I, yeah, I seriously don't know what they're going for there. Did you guys hear or see any of his availability after the trade went down? No. No, what happened? So, so it was on, what was it on? Sportsnet, I think. And he literally was, it was like every cliche. Like, I was like, Wayne, are like, are you? Are you drunk? Are you okay? And then I switched the channel, but someone said he also said that it was putting him closer to his dogs. Okay, I I, I support it. So I would do it in a heartbeat. Oh my god! Shane, his dogs are the um, sponsors of this podcast. Yeah, Zuki and Cohen. I'm sure you'll hear them chime in eventually. Perfect. Happy birthday! But um. Wait, what? His dogs are in Buffalo? Well, that's I, I didn't hear it, but apparently he, he is now closer to his dogs, which, listen, I can totally get I'll behind canine companionship all day, every day. Here for it. But uh, the other thing, and Sarah, you, you shouted me out, too, after this. Like, the thing that surprised me, and we can get into goaltending because that's, like, the theme everywhere, with everything that Carolina did, I was just really surprised Carolina didn't address two injured goaltenders. Perhaps you heard about that, Sarah. They lost two goaltenders to injury. Did you know? In Toronto. Um, Don't forget, in Toronto. Sources say, and it was in Toronto, and then um, absolute mayhem broke out. Yes, I mean, it was just so funny. Like, I mean, yeah, I was kind of thinking, should they get a goaltender? But then I'm like, well, we don't know exactly the extent of injury. Mrazek has never had a concussion before. And uh, Don Waddell confirmed that before. at the yesterday at the media availability that like it's going to be a week if that but rod brindamore had said it's going to be long term and then today we're like well why did you say that rod and he was like well a week is long term for me i'm like of course it is rod brindamore like what, <laughs> he's such a like non-cliche person that of course you, you have to take every word as like how, as he's saying it not in the cliches but um yeah it was i mean i like that they aren't trading an asset for a goaltender i think reimer has been better than people thought and he's i mean i don't know how long he's out for it but he's definitely surprised me so if he can come back in like a month after mrazic and nijelkovic nijelkovic oh my god i'm never gonna get it ned but um if he i think it's gonna be good for him to get a chance too and i was just running around with like a chicken with my head cut off yesterday trying to talk to all these new goaltenders all these new people like i don't know we'll see. we'll have to see it's gonna be so interesting i think we should make a week is long term our new motto like that's yeah. amazing <laughs> we're all day to day preach preach well now but in, that was your surprise that was my surprise and so caroline has injured goalies we all have injured goalies shana you, thank God you did have three, right? Like, what yeah. in the world is are the Rangers going to do now? 
Yeah, uh, it was it was an interesting situation because like everyone knew the three goalie situation could happen, but like no one was certain what Shesterkin would do once he came to North American Ice, and he continued to kick ass because that's what he's done his entire career. So it's not surprising he was at the NHL level. It was a little surprising that they were just like, we're riding the hot hand, we're going with it, and I mean it's worked, whatever. Um, but I, I figured before that, like maybe a goalie would be moved and Toronto seemed like the most likely one because you see a team like San Jose, like they need everything. They're not in a position to get a goalie and go for it. They need a full new team. So they were out. Um, so when they had three, it's like, all right, you're, you're just going to write it out to the summer and hopefully like it's done better than what's been going on right now because I think it's just too many goalies are being left a little bit cold for too long. And uh, it, it worked out for them that they have three goalies. Now, you know, with Shesterkin out for the time being with a fractured rib, they can rotate the two that they currently have and hopefully get a better idea of what to do. And trading a goalie is better in the offseason anyway, so it puts them in a position to do so because you're going to have teams like Minnesota, Detroit, then San Jose, and whoever else needing a goaltender. Like, there's their best option to figure out, like, how to proceed and which goalie is going to be moved and so on. But, like, it reminds me, we were talking about the Columbus situation, Allison, how... They have two good goaltenders after having two not seemingly not good goaltenders to start the year. And, <laughs> you know, it's going to force the trade conversation of, like, maybe they should move one. Like, I, I guess with their luck, uh, with the injury luck, they should never move one. Oh, my God. Never do anything. Oh, my God. Well, they can't do anything. They're all in the <laughs> hospital. But, like, <laughs> oh, my God. I, it's insane. You look at, like, games, game, man games lost or whatever it's called. I, um, I think Mike Rousseau tweeted out a picture of just kind of the injury report. And I was like, it's not just the amount, it's like the quality of players. Oh, it's, a, and literally like some like rando, like never tweet people. Like that's the new rule never. in life because <laughs> someone, Dom tweeted something about injuries in Carolina and I tweeted back, Columbus says hello. And then like randomly oh I get Pittsburgh fans who are like, oh, <laughs> Columbus didn't lose anybody. And I'm like, I, 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 I can't I can't even speak to you. Like, what even is your bother? I cannot deal with it. Like, because it is. It's not like there are 11 players out of the Columbus lineup who were on the opening night roster. And they've traded a 12th. Like, that's what we're dealing with in Columbus. It's insane. They lost two more last night. It's crazy. And it's the best know, players. Um... Oh my, exactly. It's just like, it's insane that they're still kind of, not kind of, they are in the race completely. But, um, you know, like seven degrees, six degrees of Kevin Bacon, the (laughs) Pittsburgh fans are three degrees of tweeting the gif of Crosby kissing the cop. Like they're always (laughs) three tweets away from doing that. So just keep that in mind whenever you're interacting with them. Well, it's interesting to the goalie thing though, in all seriousness, it's interesting to me, right? Because People were teasing like that, you know, this is definitely a hallmark of Eric Tulski in Carolina. You know, don't overspend on goaltending. And I mean, Hank aside, Shayna, because we don't know what is going to happen there. But like, what is the trade off like Columbus, even Carolina, potentially New York? Do you want two young goaltenders that are affordable versus trading one? Or do you trade a young goaltender when they have their highest value? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a hard decision for me. Yeah. Yeah, it, it like it depends on the team situation. Like for the Rangers, I look at it, they're the same age. It's not like one's 25 and one's 21 that, right. you know, you can have one play more games in their prime and then ease back and whatever. They're the same age. And 
everyone looks at it and goes, well, Lundqvist should just hang it up. He's not good anymore. To which I say, you don't know what you're talking Like, you have no idea what you're talking about. That's fine. Like, and have you seen his hair, please? And you have, well, you know, it's, it's a horrible oh, thing if you post a picture of it on the bench. It means that yeah. you're a fan Wait, of we're them. not allowed to talk. We're not allowed to talk about anything like that, or we don't know anything about the game, because we're saying an objectively attractive person with the best hair in the world is attractive. Sorry. Yep. yep. It's a terrible thing. And then, you know, you bring in the fact that there's two of them, and it's like, well, now you really don't care about the game. Like, okay. But, um, yeah, a lot of people think he's done, and that they should just go with two younger goalies. And I just look at it, and I'm like, you have two younger goalies who are both going to want to be starters, and you're not going to be able to divvy out the ice time and trend it certain ways like as the years go on. They're the same age. You're going to end up with one good goalie at the end of the day anyway, and the other one's going to probably go be a starter or one be somewhere else. So it doesn't make sense to me to, to move Lundqvist and then leave the other two to figure it out. I feel like you get the best assets you can for your give your rebuilding team. Stay the course. Lundqvist, you know, plays maybe 40% of the games or 50% next year, depending how it goes. And, like, you'll be fine. And it's not his cap hits, none of that. And, you know, if you want any goalie to learn from someone, there you have it. But, like, that's just, I feel like if they weren't the same age, maybe I'd be thinking differently. Well, Sarah, what's the what's the split in games between Mrazek and Reimer right now before they were injured? Was it how close to even, was it even at all? Where were they in terms of ice time? Well, I also just want to say that, like, I know that this is kind of just a Homer opinion or whatever, but how can you move Lundqvist after, like, he totally. wants to stay in New York? It's right. like, how do you, there's also that factor. It's like, you kind of like, but what he's going through right now is probably a lot for him. But anyway. Um, no, I I so agree with that because so many people are like, how long do you have to pay for what he did? And it's like, well, if he was bad, forever. maybe you could have the conversation. <laughs> but since he's not... Yeah. You're not paying for anything. <laughs> yeah, it's a not even a, it's a non-starter. It should be a non-issue, but people are gonna have their takes, and yeah. we just have to live with them. But um, I'd be salty I, too if I had to watch him yeah. be amazing, look amazing, do amazing <laughs> things too every night. You know, I'd be like, gosh, I can't be like that. <laughs> like life yeah. sucks. Yeah, I totally agree. But I think Reimer and Razik. Mrazik started off with a brunt, obviously, and he still will probably like he goes two in a row sometimes, but. I, it's evened out recently because Reimers had some pretty good games, and um, I think that's reflective in the numbers. But it came to about even, yeah. and then they both got injured. So, <laughs> well, and like that even cares. That's my thing, though. Like I don't. I'm big pro like load management, particularly with goaltenders. So yeah. if you just lay out like here's the deal, here's the pattern. You're, this isn't about because like a big thing with Elvis early was he felt like he had to overperform because he had to like get attention so that they would keep him in the in the net. Like if you just say, look, here's the pattern, two games on, two games off or whatever, could that be better for you long term if you're truly a contender and you can afford two young cheap goaltenders before ultimately trading one? I mean that's that's my current soapbox that I'm on. Also think that's... about how it's worked out with you with the injuries though. Like for them. It's totally. like here you have one doing well. Up, oh, he's hurt. The other's going to come and do well. And then just as Corpus is coming back, it's like, Elvis, you're out. And no, it's not you're going to the bench. You're hurt. You're right, done. Right. Right. It's, it's What a roller coaster. Like, Elvis is so interesting to me. Oh, he's fascinating. He's so fascinating. Like, and he's, he's fascinating as a person. Like, forget yeah. the hockey side. Like, 
the man, if anyone's hasn't read Aaron Portsline's story, please read it. Like, or excuse so me, Tom good. Reed's story. But like, he's just, he's lived such an interesting life and he's so curious and he's very thoughtful, not like please and thank you thoughtful, but like thoughtful. Like he thinks through things. He's, he ponders things. I just find him so, 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 so interesting. It's, it's been very cool to cover him this year. Yeah, he seems so interesting. Uh, I like everything that I've heard. And then you see like your gifs of him gifts. celebrating. You say gifs. Oh, let's not go. Let's not do <laughs> oh this. I don't... <laughs> when yes. you're moving pictures that you tweet on the internet <laughs> <laughs> celebrating, I just love it. <laughs> moving pictures. <laughs> so, Sarah, we picked on you because you weren't in Toronto. But a you... lot of people. Wait. Go, go. Mm. Oh, I was just going to say there's a lot of people in the CBJ locker room that seem interesting, but we can carry on. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, maybe that's what we'll do next episode is we'll go through the team's locker yeah. rooms and, and, and award superlatives. Yes, that's fun. Okay, we'll do yes, that next that's episode. that's so fun. Okay. So, so if you're listening. Keep these people hooked. Yeah, if you're listening, all 10 of you, tell us what superlatives you want us to name, <laughs> and we will award them to players in the room next episode. Um but Sarah, you you actually talked to people who are moms of the people in the room. Like that seemed super cool. Like talk like and you brought it to life so beautifully in your story. Like, oh, like, thank you. I just let them talk. Well, tell us about that because it seemed even different from like other parents' trips that other teams have done. I was talking to Mrs. Pesci like a month ago, and she was like. Williams needs to come back. Do you think he's going to come back? Like Denise needs to be on the mom's trip. And like, that's the main priority. <laughs> and then the second, I know the second I got there, like they let me in the suite and um, they're just like attached at the hip and they're like cheering on their sons. And it's like, you look at Denise Williams once and you're like, this is Justin Williams's mom. And she was like, you look so familiar. And then she was like, oh yeah. Like obviously like, see on Twitter and stuff even though she's not on Twitter she like reads something I don't know it was this whole thing but like she was just so engaging and like talking about her life just kind of like giving you she's feisty like Justin and it was like just it was so great to meet her and see how like he is in her as well and then like just Mrs. Flurry was so sweet and they were all just so sweet and wanting to talk about how proud of their sons they are and how they were so happy to all be together and it, like write a country song. Can we? Yes, tell us about the. What can you tell us about the country song that you have heard that we're not allowed to hear? Well, apparently there's. It's like the Country Music Hall of Fame has these strict rules around it, so I wasn't allowed to post it. But I heard it uh, because Mrs. Pesci let me like download this app and find it. Like I don't know. This is like I relax. Country Music Hall of Fame, but uh, it was just apparently about a group of mom who raised a bunch of jerks and I'm, it's cute that they embrace that and how they all um, kind of embrace the Canes marketing and stuff like that too. They were just um, perfect. And it was so like, I love that they did a mom strip. I mean, a lot of teams alternate between moms and dad strips. Um, so I'm glad I got to meet the moms. I mean, I do like the Canes dads, but it's so different because the moms do so many things that you don't, really hear about because they never complain but like Denise was saying that she would make spaghetti from scratch and then just like put the kids in the car and be like let's go gotta go to practice come on my god that's insane so, I have a question about the mom's trip like what you guys think because you have two teams that did it like right around the trade deadline and trades were already happening luckily with not I don't think either team but like 
is it kind of awkward to you guys to do a mom's trip as the trade deadline's approaching? Like for Carolina, I guess it 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 didn't it wasn't as much of a concern because they weren't thinking how many pieces they're going to move. But for the Rangers, you know, they were like five or six players who were like speculated to be traded. Number twelve. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best video I I've watched seen. That Fifteen times. <laughs> So many don't like Pavel Buchnevich, and like he's someone that like a lot of fans and writers disagree on. And it just seems like he's a very like funny guy that you know has the personality, but it maybe took him longer to get there as he learned English and whatever. So to see that, yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah, actually, not to like derail the conversation, but that I feel today, like um, the Sean Shapiro, the Dallas writer for the Athletic, came up to me and was like. Sebastian Ajo is so amazing in an interview. And I'm like, I know he's come such a long way. And he always had that sense of humor. Like he just, there's a lot of stories where he was just like expressive in his face, but like he's been able so to articulate things so well. And it's like, when they grow into that personality, it's like, where did that come from? But they've, they've always had it. It's just must be so hard to have to learn English in front of cameras. I can't even oh. talk in front of a camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I cannot, I mean, I cannot imagine. And it is always so funny to me, like, and I struggle with it, to be honest, like, because we get to, we get to talk to these guys and these people and you, sometimes I'm like, I, I'm clearly representing how this person said something and, and what they meant and what they're trying to get across. And so many people can read it completely differently. And, and then right? I feel bad. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because it's not our job to yes. always make them look good, but I, it's our job to fairly represent what's happening. And like you yeah. said, like some of these yeah, guys have to take so many risks like literally, like I couldn't go to many hello puppers. I couldn't go to <laughs> many countries and and just speak with confidence in a way that I would want on the record. And and we ask these people from all over the world to do that, literally every day. And then people like, if one thing is out of place, and I get it, but some people are like I can't believe that, and I can't believe this. It's crazy to me. So reactionary. That's why I got to think before you tweet and I just always wonder what life was like before um, reporting on Twitter when you could just actually write the story <laughs> hashtag yeah. never tweet remember hashtag never tweet <laughs> yeah. and but also the mom's true feedback too if you think about it yeah oh my god I know it was like people had time to sit on it and if they really hated you it's higher <laughs> I was there but like if they really hated you they could send you a letter and email like it but <laughs> it didn't take it took more effort to hate you oh my yeah. god absolutely well, never tweet. Although I do, Sarah, yes. I quote you all the time about, because I've had people say to me, like, I can't believe what you deal with on Twitter. And I'm like, well, Sarah Simeon made a really good point that it's about exposing to others what it is we deal with and to other women what it's like if you come on board for this. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. it's important. It's not great, but it's important. So Yeah, I, I feel like you get so many reactions to people like, you know, you'll say something, it's a generalization, and people are like, oh, we're not all bad. Or it'll be like, you don't need to be doing this. Don't waste your time on it. And it's like, I can decide how to waste my time and taking 3.2 yes. seconds to just shit talk oh someone. God. Like, I'll feel better. And sometimes <laughs> that's what it takes, you know, if someone's constantly going off. And, like, I was not a uh, block. Like, I did not block frequently originally. I would mute or I would just kind of, like, leave them and be like, oh, it'll stop. But, like, some don't. I know there's one that loves me and Allison who constantly likes oh, to like come guy. back and give us a problem. So like occasionally it's like if you want to say something to me, I might respond. And if I respond like, sorry, you look bad, but it's not my fault. Sorry, it sucks to suck. Yeah, 
totally. What? Yeah, it's like a power thing. And also, it's so true that like when people are so condescending or maybe like patronizing with just like, just ignore it. You don't need to do that. I'm like, I know I don't need to do that. Like, you don't. Thanks for the advice. I had never thought of that. <laughs> yeah, if you knew how many we didn't do, like. Right. <laughs> Bombshell idea right there. Thanks for the hot tip. <laughs> oh, my God. It's expert. What, where have you been on my life? And it's like people that I like, too. It's even like. My dad will call me and be like, hey, stop talking to the haters. I'm like, that's my fat Boston accent. But uh, I'm like, dad, shut up. You don't have haters. But yeah, my dad it. will say the same. He's like, I don't know if it's a good look for you to be insulting someone. I'm like, oh, do you want someone to walk all over me? He'll be like, no, 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 no. But like, does it look good? And my mom will be there to be like, no, no, no. Let him have it. We love your mom. Your mom's the greatest. <laughs> oh, my God. Twitter all-star. But yeah, no, like, it's, it's a constant like battle mentally i'm like do i want like do i want to deal with this because it makes the experience i feel like it begets more negative like negativity Mm -hmm. but at the same time you don't want to just ignore it all when you know like it's for other people that are thinking about getting into sports journalism and it's to raise awareness that people I'm, i'm like hello and everyone's like f you (laughs) <laughs> well, it's so true though it's something so small it's, and I, what's crazy is so many like a guy did this to me yesterday and when you call them out they're like oh no I'm so sorry I did, like then why did you say it in the first place why is your yeah. first reaction <laughs> to say these things in a public forum and then to be like oh I'm so sorry I don't I didn't yeah. mean to call you out but you did yeah that's what you did <laughs> sorry you tweeted it like it's there you right. know right or or like you'll put something that has nothing to do like I I'm all for feedback constructive criticism totally. have a conversation like by all means like yes. I think that's fine but like when you can be like sour grapes over something unrelating to everything like I posted hats and someone was like maybe if you spent that time writing and <laughs> I literally felt like Mika Zibanejad when he came out as a DJ right. and everyone's like you should be focusing on hockey like how dare oh you have God. a hobby can people just stop yeah. I know I can speak on your personal behalf that you're up at three in the morning making me motion pictures yes (laughs) and like that you don't have to be doing that and oh my god like people just think they know what you're doing every second of the day but yeah they're just between it i like to knit (laughs) whatever yes i think it is healthy to remember not when people tell this to me but when i remember it myself that like it's a million more people on on your side and like the kind of the silent majority, but it's, I think when people tell me that, but I like to remember it myself. <laughs> totally, we should cross stitch yeah. that on a pillow. Anyway, what a, what a rant. <laughs> so, oh yeah, so let's okay, so let's go to happier topics. So we had an idea, and we'd love to hear from you guys what you think. We're gonna have uh, a couple recurring segments, and the first one is the ever highbrow, intelligent, fuck Mary kill exercise. So yes. every week we're going to come up with a couple hockey and non-hockey related fuck, Mary kill exercises. If you aren't familiar with it, what happens is we each get three options and you have to pick which one of the options you would fuck, which one you would marry and which one you would kill. And I guess I should have mentioned that this is a, 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 a what's it called? Explicit podcast. Welcome. Um, all right. So first. Hide your children. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll we'll start. We'll just go around and do these and have some fun with it. Um, we'll start with a, an easier one to get warmed up. Um, which team, in terms of fuck Mary kill, do you have at the dead at the deadline? Buffalo, Montreal, or Florida? Shayna, go. Um, 
uh, I, I'm I'm gonna kill Buffalo. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't. Like the fans oh, are upset, the organization's upset, the players like just seem unhappy. And it's like I want to like Buffalo and I want things to be cool. And like when the year started, I was like, yes, Ralph Kruger, it's happening, things are cool. No, so I just nope. I don't understand what they did at the deadline. See you bye. Um, I'm gonna fuck Florida. Because at least they have good prospects that I look at. I'm like, you have smart people drafting, and I trust that. You get the prospects. You're great and wonderful. And then after that, I don't know what you're doing. So just for one Please night. Please respect Lucas Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, fair. Fair. There's some good players. I like Barkov, you know, and Keith the Handle I always like. But um, generally, nope, can't attach myself to that. And then the risky one here is Montreal. And maybe it's the fact that they're Montreal and they'll figure it out somehow and they have a nice arena and I don't really know. But even like I don't like so many things that Montreal has done, but I feel like I can at least live with them and just be like, yeah, yeah, it's Montreal and like wave it off. So that's like enough of a marriage for me. Oh, my God. Sarah, go. Okay, I'm going to kill Buffalo. T- I'm sorry. I'm going to kill Buffalo, too. I, <laughs> it's What are you doing? Like, why are you giving the... the- people false hope for no reason like I just, but you know what at the same time good for them for letting wayne simmons come closer to his dogs which is yes. the important thing that matters in this life and i love the city of buffalo i will say that i have my ex is from buffalo and used to have some great times there but um it's underrated but i'm still gonna kill it so goodbye um i guess i'll fuck montreal i that's a tough one because um I do like that they got rid of Kovalchuk. I mean, I think it, that keeps the door open for him to come back later, and they have a good relationship there. But, um, yeah, they've done a lot of weird flexes that I have well documented on my Twitter account. Um, I, but I can still hmm. – it's like in this scenario, um, if I was Kovalchuk and I'm fucking Montreal, they're going to call me back later. And so I know that it's not a one-night stand. So, yes, I'll do that. And then I'm going to marry the um, Panthers because I do. I love Chase Prisk as a prospect. And I love that they brought him back to Florida. And they also brought Eric Hall back to Florida, who's a Florida fan growing up. I'm like, good for you guys for, like, getting – and obviously that doesn't matter, but it's like everybody talked about Pajama John. I'm like, what about Pajama Chase Prisky? I love that. Um <laughs> That's nice. Sounds like a nice holy matrimony for me. So I am going to marry the nice people. <laughs> See, my worry with Prisky what about you, is Allison? they like him now. They're going to get rid of him when he's an actual player. They'll be like, oh, we only like junior mm-hmm. prospects. See ya. Plays right. one career game. All right, off to Toronto. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> All right, I'm going to do. I'm just going to. I'm going to do different picks just to be different. Um, I'm going to kill Florida. Because did you guys see they have to now remove $10 million? Yeah. Again. Like, yeah. Oh, my again. God. I changed. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't, I feel, Why? I feel so bad. Like, they, they keep trying things. Like, we talk about Buffalo this way, but like, and like, they bring in Sergei Bobrovsky, who is a very, very, very good goaltender and give him no defense in front of him. Like, but expect him to solve all the problems. Like, it's just, Yeah. I, I just I feel bad for the people who like are trying down there. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck Buffalo because at this point I feel like they're up for anything, so at least it would be interesting. Um, <laughs> and I'm gonna marry I'm gonna marry Montreal for no other reason than I love the city and I want to eat all the poutine. So those are mine. Um, this one's going to be picks. interesting. All right, 
This was this was Shana's nomination. In all fairness, we have three subsets, so we have to do these quick. The the category is fuck Mary kill Leafs media after a win, <laughs> after a loss, or after losing to a Zamboni driver. Sarah, you get to go first this time. <laughs> um, I feel like. Uh, I'm going to kill them after a win because I don't <laughs> like, they'd be way too nice. And like, we can't have that. And I just, they would be selfish and caring about themselves. I would fuck after the Zamboni driver. It got a lot of my energy to get out there. I would, I would marry the loss because it's like some like they can, they hold their own, you know, the Toronto media after a loss. It's like, might be the end of the world, but they really care about what they believe in it, and they believe that it's the end of the world. So <laughs> I I respect that, and they stick to their virtues. <laughs> Shayna, your turn. That's really tough. I feel like I have to go with the same. Like, you know, after a loss, they're they're still there. They're still following the team. They're they're sticking through the rough patches. They're, <laughs> their fans even stick through the rough patches. They just throw jerseys on the ice. That's a good marriage. Throw your jersey off. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're Shout there. Out to Leafs fans. Yeah, it's fine. They'll be sad, but like you can deal with it. Um, I, I would definitely fuck them after the Zamboni loss. I've one, you could throw them. You can fuck them. You can throw them a pity fuck right there. Second, it's probably entertaining. And if you really need to just figure out a way to like temporarily shut them up and you can deal with it. Like the day after, I just wanted to see headlines. And it's not like directed at anyone or anything like that. But you wanted to know how chaotic it could be. Like that's the Mm -hmm. perfect team for it to happen to. So they get the fuck. And then after a win, I can't. And I don't dislike the Leafs. Like, I need I to, like, can't. I don't dislike the Leafs at all. Like, there are things that they've done. I like players. I like watching them. They're on TV. Like, I'm watching them a lot of the time because, like, I always found them entertaining. But I just can't deal with, like, the overreactions from, like, a good win. Like, I, no, I can't enjoy it. Like, nope, you ruined it for me. I know. <laughs> Okay, well, I would I would kill after a win, too. I have nothing new to add. Um, but I would marry after losing to a Zamboni driver because, like, the creativity, mm, the yes. interesting new expressions of angst that came out of that experience. And also, like, that's just crazy. Like, chaos, it can be fun, and this has nothing to do with it even being the Leafs, but, like, that was so crazy and just insane like, I, that would be my switch, is that I'd marry Zamboni Driver and, and fuck after a loss. That'd be my, that'd That's be fair. mine. Okay, we have two non-hockey ones. Sarah, you'll go first on this one. Your fuck, marry, okay. kill, non-hockey sports, soccer, baseball, basketball. Kill baseball, because I covered it for two weeks, because my tits <laughs> would look good on Channel 11. <laughs> more about that. Um... Wait, and then it was Baseball, soccer, and, soccer and basketball. Basketball and soccer. Okay. Oh, Mary Basketball. I loved covering basketball for a few weeks. I was so nervous, though. Like, am I going to ask LeBron James a question? Like, of course not. So that was a, that was a tough time, but I think I would respect my – and I – oh, my God. It's the coolest league, the NBA. It's like – it's so progressive and there's always people standing up for what they believe in and superstars get to run the league, which I know that's a hot take for a hockey fan like me to enjoy. Yeah. But I, <laughs> I do like that this guy can be like, nope, you're training for this guy. We're all moving to um, L.A. And everyone's like, OK, like, I think that's hilarious. Um, so I would marry that. And then I would fuck soccer. Um, 
just, I guess, <clears throat> why would I do that? I don't know, because it's, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It'll do, because it'll do. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go first, Shana. You'll go last on this okay. one. I'm going to go next. I mean, okay, I would kill baseball because I, I like, I cannot. So like, it's the most so boring. boring. It was my first date with my husband was to a baseball game, and all I talked about the entire time. We apparently had good seats. I wouldn't know. And the entire time, I was just like, let's talk about all these other sports that I do actually really like. Poor thing. Poor guy. Um, <laughs> He's the best, though. We are. Penn State. <laughs> I would fuck soccer because fuck you for the way you're treating the u.s women's national team um and then i would marry basketball for everything sarah said and equality and did you guys see the video of asking all the nba all-stars about their favorite female basketball player and how they all had an answer like yes, right yes they love yes i yes. loved it like let's talk about it so i would marry basketball because for all the reasons sarah said and that they are seemingly legitimately promoting at least some degree of equality i have all the time in the world yeah shana i feel like you're making me change my answer because i was originally going to say marry baseball because no, I, I no actually, you can it's I a free baseball. space it's free space yeah i i like i love baseball i'm a big yankee fan you know um i know everyone like hates the yankees if you're not a yankee fan like i get it but like i i love baseball it's like my safe and dependable like you know, I watch a lot of hockey and I'm done at the end of the night. Like, I turn on baseball and unwind. And I used to treat it like, oh, it's baseball season. Like, God, hockey's over. And now I'm like, I love it. But I'm going to switch it up because I feel like not for nothing, the, the sport I'm looking forward to more, like, a lot of the time because baseball is so disappointing with everything Astros related. Like, tennis is kind of, like, eclipsing it for me right now. Um, I know. Oh, I'm an old person. I know. But I'm going to marry <laughs> basketball for every reason you said. Um they're fun. They're exciting. There's chaos. They support women. And, you know, if we were talking women's sports, like women's soccer would be number one for mm -hmm. me. So, but, yes, yes. yeah, for this, I'm going to marry basketball. I'm going to fuck baseball because I still love it and I still want it around once in a while. And um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to kill soccer because I, I hate men's soccer. I love women's soccer. I can't stand watching men's soccer. And, like, I had a summer where – I worked soccer games, like, you know, the broadcast feeds, and I I hated it. I hated it so much. I did one that was Fox Sports, so I'd randomly get soccer, and one that was just MLS, and I could not deal with the way they just crumbled to the ground anytime someone breathed on them. Totally. Like, obviously, I'm a person that argues, like, if you're hurt, you shouldn't be playing, but it, the drama of it, and then you see the women, they're freaking badasses, so yeah. nope, yeah. I don't, I don't have time for that. They kill all day. <laughs> okay, our final one. And of course, we had to do this. We wouldn't be Too Many Men podcast with Sarah Sivian without this. <laughs> Fuck, Mary kill, second line seltzers. We went with non-white claw only to keep the playing level field fair. Sarah, Bud Light. These are the seltzer options. The Bud Light one, the Natty Light one, and Truly. Take it away. I'm going to marry the Natty Light one, because I thought they had hilarious branding and because they were the first ones to come out with a, um, what's it called when it's like a tall boy, a tall oh. boy, <laughs> a tall, <laughs> a tall boy. Um, that was pretty badass and they have great marketing. So shout out to whoever is doing that. Um, it also tastes pretty good. And then the flavor names are creative. I would fuck truly because it's like, it's here for a good time. It doesn't, it's getting, it gets the job done. Um, it's not going to like blow me away, but it's going to be a nice time. And I can 
yeah, definitely. It lasts long. And I would kill the Bud Light one because it was way too late in the game. You know Ooh. what I mean? Like, get in the seltzer game or not. There is no try. Shayna. Um, all right, I'm going to marry Truly. Like, I like their – I've only had, like, the tropical ones, and I liked all of them. Like, their passion fruit one was, like, top-notch. So I'll take those. Um, I'm going to fuck the Bud Latte seltzers. And so <laughs> – my friends are they got very into seltzer drinking this summer they're uh five guys that just were very into it this summer and they'd like show up to my house with these cases of seltzer and i was like what's happening so when they were new ones like we had to keep trying them and they love drinking bud light in general but they were like oh we got to get these and they have a strawberry one that's very good other flavors like they're fine they're whatever but the fact that they have strawberry when no one else does like it gives them that yeah that uniqueness that like all right i'm in i'll fuck like cool uh, Natty Light, I have not tried. I think that's the only one I haven't tried because I tried like Wild Basin and that was interesting. And uh, I don't even Bon and Viv or whatever it oh, is. Yeah, like, yeah, that was yeah. fine too. Yeah, yeah. But I like Bon and Viv. It's nice, but like I hate the name. <laughs> so I know. Ridiculous. I'm like, who do you think you are? Is it Wild bon Basin, Bon and Viv, like Crook and Marner. There's. I'm like, what is this a law firm or am I getting drunk? <laughs> so yeah, I'll I'll ditch Natty because I haven't tried it yet. So I, I don't I don't know it. It must be bad. <laughs> yeah, think, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill Natty Light too, just because same reason I haven't tried it, haven't seen it. Um, I'm gonna marry Bud Light because although it is late to the game, um, when I tried it, I really like their flavors, so I'm willing to stick with that because I feel like truly like some are really good, but there's not a consistent flavor quality there for me. Maybe that's just my personal yeah. taste. Yeah, I've heard I heard You're the right. same. So I will uh, that's mine. I would I would fuck truly, but I would stick with Bud Light and, and kill Natty Light. All right. We have our final this is how we'll uh, end every episode hopefully until we run out of ideas. <laughs> but we're gonna name our top three <laughs> of, of a different category every week and we'll take all y'all's submissions for for what we should do this on. But this week it's team Twitter accounts, and this can be any sport. I'll open that up too. Uh, Shayna, you want to go first? Team Twitter accounts. Um, I'm going to say Carolina Hurricanes rank very highly. They're oh, very God. quick. Yeah, well, duh. They're fun. They're quick. They're like everything that you want them to be, especially with like all the hype around the team last year and everything that they did that was so fun. They leaned into it mm-hmm. and made all these small things that maybe would have gotten brushed aside. They, they just ran with it and made it so much more fun. And it pissed off so many traditional Canadian media people. And I fucking loved it. So <laughs> their top account. Um, I kind of like the Islanders, what they're doing. Like, they're good with the pup content. And they do, like, a lot of Long Island branded stuff. So it's, like, very good for me to, like, see, like, they'll have, you know, the players saying team names. And, like, I like it. I'm interested in that. And the third... The Capitals. The Capitals actually use, like, more data-driven yeah, yeah. Um, concepts in some of their tweets. I know their PR account, when they acquired players at the deadline, were putting out, like, hockey viz heat maps, and I think that is so cool to see. So they're definitely up there for me. Sarah? Allison, will you go? I okay. need to think about this for a second. Sure. So I'm, gonna, I'm going to second Carolina. Like, it's not even close. Um, but I actually – honestly because of the quality of work i think they do and it extends into their pr team too i really like what the penguins do they're really complete like when they do theme nights like it takes over their social 
Like, yeah, you really feel like what the team is focusing on and what they're about. And I love like they they branched out into other things. They really supported the Black Girls Hockey Night night that was there. Um, so I like what they're doing above and beyond just the hockey and the reporting of the hockey. And my new dark horse of late, and it was surprising to me, is the Yahoo NHL Twitter. Are you guys following? Oh, this oh I know who does that, and he's a baller. Okay. And it's like they're letting him do whatever he wants. It's yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, it is it so is. freaking funny. So I happened upon it for a, a work reason, and we followed each other. And I was like, okay, you know, this is cool. Just another you know source of news. And Yahoo hasn't been. <laughs> as big into the NHL game as before, but like, it's hilarious. It is snarky as hell. I love it. So that's my third one. If you want to follow that guy, I think his name on Twitter is no salary retained. Fancy. Fantastic. I will. Yeah. He's a funny guy. All right. I think you were so, you made such a good point about the penguins. And I think part of that is because they hired so many new people to just do new media. Mm -hmm. And um, that was a really good, call on their part and they always do so many theme nights but anyway um okay obviously in hockey I would say the Canes especially because I know them and I know like the amount of effort that they've put into their uh, social media and they had the most growing social media um in the league last year and they also it was a lot of it was Rod's inspirational videos so like and it was cool that Rod lets them do that you know what I mean because he like he it's a really personal stuff that he says sometimes but in general, I would say the PLL, the um, the new lacrosse league, I think they've been doing an awesome job at marketing and trying to get um, the word out that lacrosse, professional lacrosse exists, and it's pretty awesome. And um, they've been doing just a lot of creative things to make that happen, and they have a good team. And um, I love the vision of that entire, that entire league. I think they're doing something special. So thank you for bringing lacrosse to the forefront. That's awesome. All right. Well, guys, we finished our first episode. How do you feel about it? I feel good. We did it. I feel good, too. Just got to get the first one out, right? <laughs> Can't grip I'm the sure. stick too hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll hear, like, oh, God, it's three women and their whiny voices. But like, <laughs> And they cursed. How ugly. Oh, no. Oh, my <laughs> God. Gross. All right, guys. Well, thank you guys both so much for your time. We thank everybody who took the time to listen. Remember, if you have ideas for our fuck Mary kill or if you have ideas for the team superlatives for next episode shoot them our way and we can't wait to see you all again on the next episode of too many men bye thanks everybody thanks